Hello everyone, it is great to be with you this Sunday. I hope you are well. And if you're streaming in for the first time today, just a big hello to you. My name is Dan and I'm on the team here. I'm a minister in training and I'm with you today to share a few things from the Gospel of John. We're going to be in um, John chapter 6 from verse 25 um, in just a moment. But before we get into that, I just want to make you aware of a few things, what's happening as we move forward in this time. We are looking at opening the building for people to come in and worship God, to seek God together. And we're going to do that through a couple of encounter services this month, one being hosted this coming Wednesday, the 14th, and the other will be hosted on Wednesday, the 21st of October, um, half past seven till half past eight. Just an opportunity to come in the building and, and seek God. We've got Paul Hudson coming to share the word, and it's all going to be on a booking system. So you've been sent a link, um, church family, how you can sign up online. But if you haven't got that, you're just streaming in and you want to find out more, then please just phone the office or drop me an email and we can see if we can get you involved in attending the building if you wish to. But don't worry if not, we're going to be going live stream. We're going to be on the online platforms so you can still stream in from home. And then as we get into November, from Sunday the 8th of November, we'll be hosting our Sunday services here. And we're going to be providing both in-person and online services for six weeks from Sunday the 8th of November um, through to the early December. Uh, just an opportunity for you to come in the building. We're looking forward to that. Um, I understand that we're all in different places. Some are keen to come back, some not so ready. Absolutely fine. Don't worry, you come in your own time, in your, um, in your own pace of coming back um, into this place. And um, we are still gonna be providing online uh, services as well. So don't worry, but as we get into December, we will be um, into the Christmas period. We will be hosting online Christmas specials for you to stream in from home. So that is the plan moving forward. Just want to say thank you for your faithfulness, for your commitment, staying with us um, in this time. I also want to say to those who have not even been in this, in this building before, you've been streaming in online from various places. I've had emails come from Ireland, from Scotland, from various places across, um, across the UK. And you are very much a part of this church. You've been journeying with us. And I just want to say that to you. And you are so welcome. And you are with us today. And yeah, we're just here to unite together around God's word. And I pray right now that he comes and speaks life into you. He comes and challenges today. And I just pray that he will fill you with his presence, with his Holy Spirit, as we unpack more about who he is uh, through this statement he says in John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. I've been brought up in the church all my life and um, I remember every time we would attend church on a Sunday, I'd love it when communion was set up, probably for the wrong reasons um, when I was younger um, because I would get up late for Sundays. We need a lion, don't we? We need a lion. And I would get up late, and so I didn't have time for breakfast. But it was great when communion was there, because it meant I could get some bread. Now, I had to wait, obviously, at first, and then me and my mates would, like, take it, obviously, take it really seriously, take the bread, take the juice, remember what Jesus has done for us. But after the service, we would always go and find Joan. Joan was a legend of the church. She was the one that um, was in charge of communion. She would kind of sort it all out afterwards. She'd go into this room and sort the bread out, sort the juice out, empty it into the sink, like and all that kind of stuff um but me and my mates would like to say joan can we have the rest of the bread 
and she would always be like, here you go, boys. It was like, she was like feeding, it was like she was feeding ducks, you know what I mean? We was there just going after all the bread, just looking for more. And um, so that was helpful, you know, communion was helpful for Sundays at times. And um, in this gospel, right, in, in Gospel of John, chapter 6, um, we see from verse 25, it's the same crowd of people who have just been fed from the miracle of Jesus um, as Jesus fed the 5,000, we unpacked that a couple of weeks ago. It's the same crowd of people that are searching for more free food, basically. And Jesus knew this. He knew this. In verse 26, he says, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. It's only the day after. It's only the day after Jesus had just fed these crowds of people with five loaves and two fish. And as we looked into this miracle of co a couple of weeks ago, we began to see how they, they were all filled. All the crowds, thousands of people were filled and, um, and there was bread left over. And Jesus had provided more than enough. We, we, we unpacked how Jesus is more than enough. Now here we are a day after the miracle, Jesus is starting to begin to teach directly to the crowds, inviting them to take the bread that brings eternal life, the bread that is everlasting, the bread that will always be more than enough, the bread that will always keep us satisfied, the bread that is everything that we need. And so the crowds begin to discuss and think, well, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to be able to receive this bread? And this is the reply from Jesus in verse 29. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Jesus is about to reveal the first I am statement. The crowds are eager to receive this bread that, that Jesus begins to talk about. And he says these words in John chapter 6, verse 35. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. And my main point, my main point I want you to know today is simply this. Jesus is everything that we need. Jesus is everything we need. He says, I am the bread of life. Here, Jesus declares how he himself has been sent by God. He declares that he is the one where eternal life is found. He says these words, I am. He begins to share how he is equal with God. It's the same I am, which is the covenant covenant name of God revealing to Moses in Exodus 3:14 I am that I am a phrase that resembles the source of all things it resembles the one who is before all things and who sustains everything it's the alpha and omega the beginning and the end the one who has always been the one who is the same yesterday today and forever and Jesus Christ who is God in flesh rightly claims the name I am for himself. It is a claim to deity, which the Jews would have picked up on. And in a couple of chapters later, in John chapter 8, we see this, that the Jewish people are getting frustrated now with what Jesus claims himself to be. He went further to say, even before Abraham was born, I am. They, would, they, they thought, well, that's it. They were trying to stone Jesus from that statement. Before Abraham was born, I am. And in this passage of John 6, he is now using, he was using, purposely using this metaphor of bread. I am the bread of life. What can we learn from this? Why did Jesus say, I am the bread of life? 
Whether you have been following Jesus for many years, so many years, whether you've been just recently been following Jesus over the past year or the past few months, past few weeks, past day, whether you're just hearing Jesus for the first time today, I want you to know this, that firstly, Jesus is essential for life. He is essential for life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. We might have been asked this icebreaker question before. You know, when we're in groups, when we're in team building exercises, it's a, it's a thing to get to know who you are a little bit. It will go along the lines of like, you know, you've been shipwrecked, you've been taken to a, de- a deserted island, you only can take one essential item. What item would that be? And I just had that thought as, as I was preparing this, um, this message today, um, for today. And I was thinking, what is the most essential item in people's lives at the moment? And I was thinking about it, and it is, it's our phones. Phone is probably one of the most essential, if not the essential item in, in the majority of people's lives at the moment. It has been for now and for many years we can feel lost without it. It's the device that makes things happen. It's the one that can weirdly make us feel comfortable and safe when we're around people. It's the, it's the device that we can have access to anything. All the information is there. This is the world that we're in. And some would even say that technology is becoming even more essential than food. That is how much it is taking over our lives. But in contrast to this time of Jesus, it is bread that is known to be essential and it does continue continue to be one of the most essential foods across many cultures around the world today. See, whether you are wealthy, whether you are poor, bread is a staple food which we eat in our daily lives to physically sustain us. We also know in this time of Jesus that Bread has historical significance, as we unpacked a little bit more a couple of weeks ago, that Jesus feeding the 5,000 was parallel to God providing um, the food manna for Moses and the Israelites in the desert as they ran out of food supplies. There was this um, white substance coming up from the ground known as manna. And Jesus has just performed the the parallel to that. Jesus just performed the feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. And the crowds are beginning to now search for more free food. They are looking for Jesus to continue to provide for their physical needs, just as God provided manna for the Israelites in, in in their daily lives. They were desperate in need. And there are times in life where we just might feel shipwrecked we we may relate to what the israelites were going through wandering around in this wandering around in circles in the desert feeling weary feeling lost feeling that you can't keep going desperate for change to happen you know we can all unite in that in 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 covid19 through this year thinking is this going to be over how are we going to break through this another six months of restrictions how are we going to get keep going we can all unite together in that moment. And, and so the question I want to just put towards you today is simply this. What are you relying on? What are you relying on? Who are you depending on for breakthrough? What is your confidence in? What are your essentials? Is it the technology? Is it the finances, the friendships, relationships? Yes, these are all important sources in our lives, but they do not last. 
they do not last. Jesus is the one who is everlasting. Jesus is the one who is before all things. The one who made you, who designed you, who knows every single detail about you. He is the great I am and he has got to be first. He has got to be first. Jesus uses this metaphor of bread to describe how he is essential. He cannot be optional. He cannot be a side on in our lives. He cannot be put in second place. He has to be put first in everything that we do. And when we begin to understand that Jesus is essential for our lives, we begin to realise that he is everything that we need. When everything else seems lost and broken, Jesus remains because he is faithful. Technology will let us down. Trust me, ask people who have done video recorders for our online streaming over the past year. It will let us down. You know, I've recorded a sermon and I looked at it and it said, storage full. I've not even pressed the button. It's, well, that's kind of my stupid fault. But like, technology will let us down. Circumstances will let us down. Jesus does not let you down. When it seems like everything has been taken from you, Jesus cannot be taken from you. When you feel like you have never been so alone, when people who you thought would stay with you have gone, Jesus stays. He is, he is with you and he promises to never leave you. He is everything that we need. See that he is essential for your life. When everything seems gone, when everything seems broken, when everything seems lost, Jesus remains. He is in it all and he is through it all and he is with you. Do not work, in verse 27, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. Jesus is essential because he knows just what we need right where we are. It's our choice. It's our decision to choose him, to put our confidence in him, just like the Israelites did. They learned how much they had to rely on God providing this white substance coming up from the ground every day so they could survive. They could not save leftovers. They couldn't save leftovers for the following day as it would spoil with worms. They had to rely that God would continue to provide fresh manna every day. And the crowds in this passage of John 6 were relying on Jesus to continue to provide more physical food. But instead of meeting their physical needs, Jesus now begins to speak directly and share how much he is, how he is much more than that. He's wanting to share, go deeper in who he is, how he can not just satisfy our physical needs, but how he can satisfy our spiritual needs. He doesn't say, I have the bread of life, or I will give you the bread of life. But he says, I am the bread of life. I am the source source. It is only me you need. When everything else seems lost, when you are looking for more, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am essential. We often rely on God to meet our physical needs. We want him to fix our problems. We want him to change our circumstances. We want him to take something away from us. We want him to bring something new into our lives. But Jesus is looking to transform us from the inside out. He's looking to transform us from the inside. Food, technology, relationships, holidays, and much more of the earthly things satisfy our physical life. However, choosing to have a relationship with Jesus brings fulfillment like no other.
Jesus is essential for life. Secondly, I want to say this. It is Jesus who can truly satisfy. It is Jesus who can truly satisfy. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never go thirsty. Are you feeling discontent today? Are you unhappy? Are you in need for more? Just like the crowds were in this, in this passage of John 6. They've just had their fill from the miracle Jesus performed. And yet they are still discontent. They are still not satisfied. Still in search for more. They have just seen Jesus provide, provide so much food for them through the little amount he had in his hands. And they are still in search for more. And as we said, he knew this. You're only coming to me because you ate your fill. But Jesus begins to speak words that will overturn the traditional Jewish beliefs. He speaks the words, I am the bread of life, which will cause chaos among the people. Even his close followers think this is a harsh teaching. But he speaks words of life and speaks words of truth of who he is. Jesus is explaining how he is essential for life and that he is the one who can truly satisfy satisfy us. God is a God of blessing. He pours out goodness into our lives. He, He provides for us. He cares for us. He will meet our physical needs just like he did, like just like he did with the Israelites in the desert. And he did with the crowds, like Jesus did with the crowds the day before. But there will also be times when we feel like God has not met our needs. Why has God not provided? Why is he not giving more food? Why has the job that I thought God gave me not happened? Why is the relationship which I thought the one that God made happen now broken? Whatever the circumstance you thought that was God planned... I want to encourage you today to stay in the relationship with Jesus. Be in the relationship with Jesus. Because even though what you thought God will do has not come off, you can still find satisfaction in longing for him. God satisfies the longing soul. Psalm 107 verse 9, David says, He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. See, we begin to be truly satisfied when we long not for what he provides, but we long for who he is. This is why David says in the Psalms, my soul longs for you. My soul longs for your presence. You are everything I need. Long for Jesus. Right down from within. Long for his presence. You see, we can be discontent because... We just might be having the the wrong perspective. And the wrong perspective comes through the trials, through the temptations, through the dark times of life. Jesus was tempted when he was in the desert. He was tempted to turn the stone into bread. When he was tired, when he was weary, he was physically exhausted. Just turn the stone into bread. You can do that, no problem. But Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. If you are feeling tired today, if you are feeling weary, don't fall into the traps that the enemy puts in place around you. Fall into the words that God speaks over your life. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. 
Do not fear, for I am with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have plans not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Our souls should be longing for the promises of God that is spoken over our lives. It is not in the patterns of this world. It is in Jesus, who is the word that can truly satisfy Receiving the promises of God over our lives satisfies us through all areas of life. And it's choosing how we respond that brings satisfaction. Choosing to love him with all your heart and all your soul because he first loved us. Choosing, him to, choosing to seek him through his word because he remains faithful. Choosing to praise him in the storms of life because he is still good. Choosing to come to him. And you will never go hungry. You will never go hungry as you accept the invitation from Jesus. He invites us to a life of fulfillment. He satisfies us as we decide to accept the invite and receive him for who he really is. I am the bread of life. I am essential. I am the one who can truly satisfy. Finally, I just want to close with this. Jesus gives everlasting life. He gives us everlasting life. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never go thirsty. Verse 47 of John 6 as well. He says this. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Let's come back to what the crowds were, were thinking. As Jesus began to speak. And speak directly to the crowds. They were think, starting to think how, how, what they need to do. What do they need to do to be able to receive this bread? And Jesus says, all you need to do is believe. Believe in the one that God has sent. It's not by works that we are saved. You don't have to earn it. You just need to receive it. Receive the grace that is Jesus. And just believe in what he and in who he is. Believe in who he says he is. I am the bread of life. I am essential. I am the one who can truly satisfy. Believe in me. For the bread of God, verse 33, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. It is truly Jesus that gives life to the world. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son Jesus. He who has the has the Son, has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Jesus, who is the bread of life, is the one who has given us everlasting life because what he has done for us. The symbol of bread helps us remember who Jesus is and what he has done for us. See, Jesus took the bread to show who he was and, and what he was about to do on the Last Supper with his disciples. We see in Matthew 26, 26, while they were eating, Jesus and the disciples, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take it and eat it. This is my body. This is my body. Here, Jesus symbolizes exactly what he was about to go through, restoring our relationship with God, the Father, forever, as he was about to be taken to be crucified. His body was crushed for all the wrong we have done. 
His body was crushed because God so loved the world. God loves you so much that he gave Jesus for you. And through the cross, Jesus has forgiven us. He has taken it all upon himself. He who did not sin became sin. And because Jesus is the great I am, because he is before all things, and because he is everlasting, he was raised to life a few days later. It was impossible for death to keep him down. Death could not keep him down. The grave could not hold him. Jesus conquered the grave because Jesus is everlasting. And because Jesus was raised to life, we too are raised to new life. If we make that decision to choose him and accept him for who he says he is. And Jesus said to the crowds, your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. See, when we decide to receive Jesus in our lives, we receive the wonderful gift of eternal life. Jesus is the living bread. It cannot spoil. He is constant. He is there. He is in you. He is working through you. I am the bread of life. And he endures forever. He endures forever. And I want to just encourage you today to just choose Jesus. Choose Jesus because he is essential. Choose Jesus because he is the one who can truly satisfy. Choose Jesus because he will bring you everlasting life. Jesus is everything that we need. May God bless you and keep you. God bless.